so so we were with a group that was in Ireland uh, recently, and there's the Blarney Stone. Now, who here has actually seen the Blarney Stone? Yes. Now, all right. Now, keep your hand up if you kissed the Blarney Stone. All right. Keep your hand up if you think it worked. <laughs> well, um, good good morning again. Um, I'm going to introduce Steve, who's going to then introduce our our speaker. Um, I, I want to thank everybody again for being here this morning. On your tables, there is a little uh, notepad, and with that little notepad, there is a pen. Um, while uh, Kirk is speaking, you need to silently elect a table leader. Someone may immediately volunteer. We do want to take a minute after uh, the afterwards to have local table time, talk a little bit about prayer concerns, celebrations in your life, and then the table leader will then speak a little bit to the group and share with the group what's been going on at your table. We want to use that as a way for us to get to know each other better and for us to see the way the way God is working in our lives on a, on a week-to-week, month-to-month basis. I know there's so much that goes on with this group in many different ways, and um, you know I, I'm appreciative of the wisdom and of the experience that gathers here and uh, of our, our opportunity to share it with each other. So um, one quick logistical question. Um, I just realized last night that the first Thursday of November is the, ni- is the morning after Halloween. Um, raise your hand if the morning after Halloween is definitely a bad time for you to be here. Therefore, we should look at meeting a week later. If it's the morning after Halloween is a really tough time for you. Good. It's just me, then, that, then that's easy. All right. So... Oh, oh, more hands are going up. All right, then, then I'm going to look to see if we can do it a week later. So instead of the first Thursday, we'll do the second Thursday, and I'll see if the speaker that we've got picked out is available both times. Yes, sir. Roger. Oh, for Halloween week? No. The next week. November 1. Oh, November 1. Okay, you'll be gone November 1? So we can use the bell without you knowing, right? right. No, no. Then we'll probably we'll plan for <laughs> November the ninth. Don't become attached. Got it. We'll plan for November eighth then. Good. Well, thank you guys for letting me get that bit of logistics out of the way. Um, Steve, would you come up here and introduce uh, your your good friend? And um, I want to thank Steve for having recommended Kirk. Uh, Kirk came and visited with us in was it May or June? And uh, so this his affiliation for with RUMC is. Not that long, but turns out, and Steve will explain, that he's got other connections in the room. Thanks, Steve. Thank you. Yeah, it's a pleasure this morning to introduce Kirk Driscoll. Some of you met him a couple of months ago. I first knew his family, and his dad's here, too. Ken is his father, and when I joined the Alpharetta Rotary Club in 93, his dad was a past president already. So he started early on. The club started in 83. Part of... uh, Kirk's bio says that he's from an entrepreneurial family. And my wife glanced at that last night and she said, you won't ever be able to say that word. (laughs) But he, uh, (laughs) Curtis had a number of businesses he'll tell you about. Many of you may remember the Power Realty signs. That was his company. It was here and in Florida and uh, Power sold it was their, was their trademark. He, he and his family have, uh, really have a sense of service. He has three children, and each morning one of the children puts a message on YouTube or on uh, Facebook, I think, to just kind of a hello, good morning, thankful for the day. His oldest daughter, Cambry, in high school started an interact club, and I think that uh, that influence really comes down from Kirk and both his wife 
that uh, their children are lovely, very motivated. We had a hard time getting people to join service clubs in high school, much less starting one. So, uh, so I think that means a lot. Probably Kirk's greatest um, gift to the world and to the community is his current program, which he's going to talk about, Vision Warriors. And it's uh, quite remarkable what he's done and what he's doing. So hope uh, join me in welcoming Kirk Driscoll. So how are y'all doing this morning? I can't, I can't believe that they gave me four hours. <laughs> and, and he said that they do, they lock the door in about 45 minutes. They lock the door so no one can leave. Um, well, on a serious note, it's a, it's a pleasure to be here amongst uh, a lot of personal close friends that I live life with daily. My father, our Rotarian friends, and then, and then folks that we have known and through another ministry that we've been in and around for nearly 18, probably 18-ish years or so. So it's great to reconnect uh, with you and all this morning. Um, my wife gave me one bit of advice other than uh, uh, a good motivational uh, uh, scripture and prayer this morning was to remember you're in another church this morning. Do not cuss. So, <laughs> um, and then you'll get to it because when it gets down to it, where we are... Um, and who we are will become pretty clear to you pretty quick. But we're no-nonsense, straightforward, loving on guys. And we just, we go to right where they are and cut and cut to it. So some of the conversations at times, they get real and they get real, real quick. So um, a little bit about me before we jump here. Born in and around Alpharetta. I've had a great life. My father, uh, one of my biggest supporters and advisors, any company, anything I've done from marriage to the way I raise my kids to the way I run a company, anything he's never going to step in unless I ask for some support, right? Um, but I, I didn't grow up in a home lacking anything. I'm not, wasn't emotionally or physically battered or anything of that. I just have made some poor choices. I had a, uh, a lack of uh, a spiritual condition that I needed to withstand the temptation and the draw and allure of addiction, right? Um, rather than finding the peace and sovereignty and grace and love and support from my uh, Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I found it uh, at the bottom of a bottle, at the end of a pipe, or anywhere else that I could find it because it was to numb, because that was the choices that I was making. Um, April 24th, 1995 is the last time I took a drug of any kind by the grace of God. My community and my support in and around me. Grew up in a Christian home, but I found God in the rooms of AA. You know, we talk we talk about in the rooms of AA that it's a higher power because it's uh, accepting of anyone. But in any setting, if you look to who you want to be and to grow into, the men that I were drawn to were the men that were living a life on Christian principle and living a life out of service to Christ rather than themselves. So uh, I'm forever grateful for my home group of Alpharetta because my life was forever changed there. So uh, last year, you know, fast forward everything. Last year, uh, been married since um, 1999, three kids. Lovely. Ups, downs, good. Some companies work great. Some didn't work so great. But uh, a 15-plus year run with Power Realty ended in November of last year and did really well. We were able to sell it when all the big boys were trying to get back market share and uh, worked out great. And we took at that point in time, um, a passion to serve and having guys in some homes and vision wars for over the last four and a half years and formulated into a full service, full-time ministry. Um, we filed as a church 
and where our biggest outreach in that in that church organization is our men's is our men's ministry on the residential side. As an organization, we have declared war on addiction. We don't have all the answers. We don't have all the solutions. We're not going to tell you how to do it. We're just not going to sit on the sidelines and talk about what we can do or anything. We just jumped into the deep end, right? And I got my floaties on and a life jacket. And occasionally a boat, a little, a little paddle boat comes by and we had to jump in it because we're drowning because we're fighting that hard every day. Um, we can only do that. And we're only, our victory is in and around. You'll see a couple of things. But our biggest thing is community support. Um, my board has done a really good job of reminding me I do a poor job asking for any kind of financial support, emotional support, prayer support, because we just get in the trenches every every day is where we are, and you'll, you'll see it. So I'm going to make sure I, I give some opportunities for engagement for you today. But it's a pleasure to be here. I have some really good friends with me that are that are warriors um, with us that you can hear from, and, and some are at different, different levels, because I don't want you to hear from me for the... Uh, for the next time pit all the time because it doesn't it's like hey, it's great that's what you say 23 years clean you're married you got kids you've done this and that and other no it's let's hear from a couple guys that are a little bit closer to it so you see that i'm i am speaking the truth it is not all roses last two weeks has been probably the most emotionally physically and spiritually draining that i have had in the 23 and a half years i've been clean i will tell you that today if i break down into tears emotion cry uh, pants get wet, whatever, this morning. It, it's not, that's just where it's been that big of a battle the last two weeks, right? Um, <coughs> when there is a crack, um, the lies of addiction will jump right in and say, come in and take the best of the best out of our out of our day-to-days. And it has been absolute. We're not immune to it. Our, 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 our location, our faith community is not immune to the lies of addiction. We don't have the answer. Right, we we don't, and and we lose some of our um, we lose some of our best guys that want the best that just happen. So we're transparent. The biggest thing here is when we look at what we do is what what we're not. Everybody always wants to know who we are, what we are, what we do. We want to talk a couple of things of what we're not. We are not a program. A program is great for a point in time for someone to maintain clarity to figure out who they are or what's their element, their spiritual condition, their issue, wherever it might be. We're not a program. We're a process. We take a guy after they have identified who they are or what's going on or what they need. And from a treat from a treatment, from a diagnosis, whatever it is, they have made a decision and come to realization that their life is unmanageable, that they are powerless to drugs and alcohol, and they want to maintain that choice of a, a life free of substance. So we take them from from somewhere from treatment into sobriety. Everybody says, well, your sobriety this. And yeah, sobriety date's great. But what have you done since the day you quit using? That's where recovery occurs. That's where transformation, restoration in life, community engagement, a family, everything in through there. So that's where we want to focus in and around on it. Why are we different? Man, the easiest thing, we are Christ-centered, spirit-led, and transformation-focused. If someone doesn't like that, that's all right. There's plenty of other places that they can go and seek the help that they want. You do not have to believe in my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to be accepted into our faith community. We have a Buddhist that lives with us. We've got some folks that are not really certain of anything, but what they have come to the conclusion to come into our organization as a member to worship with us and live with us is that there is a God to their understanding that they know needs to run the boat, drive the ship, because otherwise they're going to end up in the ditch again. 
And what we hope is through our example of living, our example of practical application, that they are drawn to my Savior. That they see what I feel rather than hear what I'm telling them. Um, we do not do Sunday morning service um, because we're serving the traditional churches. We're serving members in your congregation already. So the last thing I want to do is say, you need to be here on Sunday morning and pull them away from their family and their community here because our job is not entrapment. It's empowerment to get them back to your congregation, to get them back to your community, to get them back to their family here. We do Tuesday night, Thursday night service. We will not take a court order. We don't want someone that doesn't want to be there, right? We will not take a registered sex offender, right? We, we won't take someone that's having to be there because we want everybody there to want the same thing. That is to live a life of purpose, fully engaged in their community. And here's the great thing is we vet on the front end, but we're not to vote. Our membership votes, and you'll hear from them here in a minute. On a Thursday night meeting, you got to propose yourself as a member, and then any member that's there currently living with us or that is worshiping with us that's in our community that's there can ask you any question. When I say any question, I'm talking any question. Sometimes the questions are just a little bit rawer than you would expect, but you want to know who's sleeping next to you. You want to know how bad they want it. And then when you get the members to vote, it is a buy-in of a community that they're all holding each other accountable. They vote in, we vote out. Um, it's empowering. Zero use. Man, if you're not clean, you're out. Right? We're, we're, not, a, we're not a program of second, third, and fourth chances. If, if you're found dirty, you need to leave. Most will go ahead and leave before even anything even happens because they know it's not going to get you. may miss it a day or two. We may miss it. But you're living in a community where everybody knows the signs. Everybody's been there. Right, because of a personal experience, and then we test all the time. It's it's just a matter of time to get to get caught with this amount of accountability that we have in. So, just a couple of core principles we have. The the first is how we is is authenticity through experience. There is no one on our staff. There is no one internally and in our homes in any kind of leadership of any kind of role that has not been through it and experienced it. If I'm going to lead Jonathan through the the through the the struggles and temptations and joys and fears and everything he's going to experience. If I haven't walked through it, nor am I willing to let him know, man, I am having a rough week. I need some support and prayers. Man, that's, there's no authenticity in it. How can I, how can I lead from a place where, where I'm not being authentic? The other <laughs> is no nonsense I've already touched on. We're not a program. We're not perfect. There's only one that I know that's perfect, right? The relationship with him is free. And, man, there's more... 12-step and support help out in this market that's free, right? We're just straightforward. Do you want to live? If you want to live, it's pretty simple. You want to live. If you don't, man, we pray for you. We love you. Just don't come here and take up a bed and a pillow because our beds and our pillows are extremely precious because we only have so many and we want to make sure the time that we've got to allocate to them are the men that... Unlimited grace. I have been... Man, I've been called some crazy things in the market. Um, I am compassionate at all levels, but when it gets down to this, there is zero. It's, it's, it's black and white. Either you are clean or you're dirty, right? And you may not be dirty, but you're going to get dirty pretty quick, and your, your behavior is not supportive <coughs> of this environment. We've, we've had more uh, men we've asked to leave because they've taken food to the room, they missed curfew. They didn't do their chore correctly. They just weren't a good housemate, right? More leave under those terms than they do under drug or alcohol use if it's the organization asking them to leave and they're being voted out. Um, you got to flush the toilet. You got to clean up after yourself. Everything my mama made sure I knew, and when I didn't do it, 
My dad made sure I knew that I was going to do it next time. We can't spank Tex, right? We can't spank him. But man, you can put some primers in to just kind of come back in. And that's it. It is a home no different than your home that you probably grew up in is what we're asking for, right? Um, no judgment zone. Man, it's, who am I to judge? I'm here to love. That's it. That, that's, we're, we're not, it doesn't matter what you've done. It's what you're doing today. We're here to love on you and support you, not to judge you. All this is possible through radical generosity. Um, I do not believe that recovery should bankrupt a family. I don't think that you should have to cash in a 401k. I don't think you should have to do all these things that, uh, that, have, that are being created in this market. Um, I just, I just, I don't, I don't think so. I just don't think not when genuine, authentic community and care and concern from one another uh, is the baseline of everything to share the grace and love of just Christ to identify where the struggle is at and help that person identify what they, what they need. Um, there's different levels of care, right? There's, there's definitely a clinical component of this and I am not discounting it at all. But when you get past that part, you know, we're, we're in the market, we're at $600 a month suggested donation for a man to live in North Fulton for room and board, majority, about 80% of his is covered, internet, cable, fresh linens, everything you can imagine, right? The next closest to us in this market is $1,250 a month, and they don't provide you anything other than a bed and apartment in the same room, right? Um, the most expensive in the market is $3,600 a month. But you got someone on the other end of the phone that's desperate that wants to live, man, and they just, they're going to pay whatever they don't, they don't know what they don't know. It's free. God's grace is free. Program support is all free. So with radical generosity, um, we work really well with the police departments here in town. This is Chief Robertson. Um, he is uh, at City of Alpharetta. Um, he's the public safety director. He delivered a, a sermon for us, a message uh, about two months ago on a Thursday. Thursday night, he was a pastor before he went into law enforcement. Great guy, great speaker, uh, unbelievable, but uh, we work really well. Dogs come through all the houses over in Alpharetta. We have a great relationship with Undercover in Alpharetta. We're, we're working together, restoring relationships from our men in the police department, as well as just trying to be transparent with one, with one another. Um, how we do it looks a little different, right? But... In this, you know, kind of a traditional setting on the left-hand side, what someone would say is, like, oh, hey, so you're a church, and you're a ministry, and you're a ministry. Yeah, but we, got, we have an event facility room, sanctuary that hold up 400 people. Um, and that's what you see. But on the right-hand side I, I, is a picture that I love. And I, and I, get, I get ridiculed on it. I mean, go ahead. Get, I'm going to be honest with you. But on the right, on the far right in the blue shirt is Jonathan, a.k.a. Tex, that's sitting right here in the, in the seat. And the left hand, on the left-hand side of that is Aaron. And Aaron volunteered and volunteered. Aaron's now on staff. He's a chef. He's our chef. He's our carpenter. He's our uh, donation pickups guy. He's a sponsor for probably four or five people. Um, I'm probably missing something else he's doing on a regular basis that they tell you. But in this scene, this is a non-paid position. This is where he is investing his knowledge and his love in the Word with this man that was struggling on the dime a day when he was just coming in. And the thing is, that is a cigarette in his left hand while they're reading the Bible together and studying. That's the big book. I said it runs through the big book. But that is on church property. That is sharing a, a, a spiritual renewal and growth. And that is a cigarette in his hand. Um, and I have gotten just blasted from one side to the other. I was like, man, that is a volunteer that cares for this man's soul and well-being and life. I'll worry about the smoking later. I'm worried about the soul right now. Yeah. Right? Tex is here, Jonathan. I call him Tex. Jonathan's here 
you know, over six months later, because of, not because of me, uh, no, not, not me, the willingness of our men to invest in one another and even volunteers that are in that see the draw to it. That's the community. That's what makes the difference. Employment, we have uh, almost 100% employment right now. Um, we've got uh, Caleb's just been with us here for just a couple weeks. He's working with us on on staff right now, just kind of through the next month. If it comes into a full-time role with us, great. If not, then we'll help place him out in the market after 30 days being with us. Um, other than that, I think uh, we got uh, the Todd. Todd got the job this week. Do we have anybody not working right now? I think we're back to then we're back to 100%. Um, we don't have anybody working in restaurants or bars. Not that restaurants and bars are, are bad. It's just we're, we're coming through Engineering 303, Crab Apple, Scottsdale Farms, Alpha Service Centers, a, a for-profit company we run, Specialty in Town, Napa Genuine Parts. We got drivers. We got them sitting in, in stores. It's, it's been a, an intentional environment to engage the community for gainful employment. Transportation, gainful employment, a good, clean place to live. We can then build off of, off of that. A vision warrior is simple, and you're going to hear from him in a second, is this is simple. A vision warrior is a man who is in search of his true calling, a man who is willing to encourage change when needed, a man who is willing to push against resistance when in pursuit of his vision, a man who sacrifices, battles through the pain, and lives a life of discipline so that he can be a better disciple, a better father, a better friend, a better leader, a better neighbor, a, a better community-engaged individual. Not a taker, a giver. Transformation. Text. What would you say in the last, what is it, six, you can hit the light back if you want to on there. In the last six months, what would you say, what was, what's it meant to you? Where, where are you, what's it, what's it like? Totally different. Um, I've got a job now, but usher at church uh, in my whole life from what I used to. So, so they could buy the whole person age to trust me back when I'm lost. So is that, I, I wanted to start with text because he's, um, and an individual sitting on their side in a different setting than how they get. So Pastor Johnson's a good friend and actually an uh, individual that ordained me. Um, and a great guy and uh, awesome pastor, but a great mentor. And uh, he called me one day and he said, I got this guy, I need some help. And, uh, and I'm like, that's great, Pastor. I mean, they tell me a little bit. I'm just going to send him over there to you. Just He needs, needs some help. Lord's working his life. He's decided he's, gonna, he's done. And um, Jonathan a.k.a. Tex, because he walked, we had too many Jonathans, and he had a big belt buckle on, he's probably got on still there, and I looked down at the belt buckle, and I said, what's up, Tex? I said, we got too many Johns and Jonathans, so it's Tex. Uh, seven months later, it's still Tex. And um, needless to say, um, our one of our requirements is you've got to be clean again. You've got to pass a urine test to get in. Um, Jonathan been on math for how long? I was up for And been using off and on for, what, 15, 15, oh, 15 years? And we get through uh, interview, I mean, the guy's broken, heartbroken, broke down, scared to death, doesn't want to die. Uh, after about an hour or two with him there, and we figured he's going to be a good fit, you know, hey, you got to pass the test. We couldn't pass the test. Now, here's where we differ than a lot of other organizations. We're not revenue generally focused. We, we had to have revenue to support and, and pay the bills and, and provide, right? Don't get me wrong. But we're not going to break a principle if you can't be. So he didn't have any money in his pocket. But we made a deal with him. It's like, look, you, you drive back wherever you need to, work on wherever you need to, come back tomorrow. If you come back tomorrow and your levels are not higher than they are currently right now, we'll give you $20. We'll go to the gas station. We'll put $20 in your truck. You can go back to wherever you need to. And as long as you come back the next day, if you do that consistently every day, when, you, when you're clean, you're clean. But if your levels escalate, we're done helping you. But we'll, 
but you got to do it. So he's got to drive back past everything and everywhere when he can go get dope, right? He's just he's just been in his mind probably thought he's thrown back out. I'm not worth it. I'm not. No, what we want to know is do you, how bad do you want to live? Are you really done doing dope? Go back out there, come back clean. He came back the next day. What he did, however he did it to get it there, is one thing. His commitment to come back in. Now he knows he could, his number could get drawn the next day for another test. So then if he's dirty, then it's out. But he came back in the next day, and he has, he has um, truly transformed because out of his sure will and desire to not be that man anymore, to lean into his church, to lean in his faith community, his brothers, to hit all the meetings he can hit and be completely transparent. You want to ask him about that? I'm going to pick on him. His other nickname is 7mm, right? There's a 7mm bolt. He works with us at our for-profit car shop um, that he started with us. And um, about two weeks ago, a 7mm bolt ate his lunch. I'm talking ate his lunch to where he came unraveled. But here's the unique difference is he is surrounded by an entire workforce that understands his emotional just, I just want to just heck with it. It's not about the 7mm bolt at that point in time. The frustration of where that bolt and what it had caused him had nothing to do with the fact that he couldn't get it's everything else in his life that that bolt represents. And the great thing is he had someone like James sitting at the front counter that could walk out back with him like, okay, let's talk and figure out what the heck's going on because it's not about the bolt. Yeah, it should have been out in 15 or four and a half hours later. That's besides the point, <laughs> right? Uh, right? It's besides the point. But tell me, you know, that's the unique thing is that we, we that is a partnership that we have with, with that company. But it, we I own that company on that side, but we have that same partnership with other for-profit businesses in town. Engineering 303, same way. Specialty, they have a Wednesday lunch meeting for and their entire staff that's in recovery. Every Wednesday, everyone that's on staff, they got about seven, eight, nine of our guys that are currently living with us, probably 14 or 15 that have lived with us. Working there, about 60-70% of their workforce, they're doing about $25-$26 million a year, I believe, right? Um, they're a big company. They have dedicated an entire resource element to support men that are in and around that. Um, so it's pretty pretty cool to see. James, what's it like for you, man? Like, where, where you been and what you're doing? And... A little over a week or so ago, I celebrated four years. Uh, I was addicted to cocaine for 20 years. I stole, I was a thief, I did whatever I could to get it, um, didn't love my wife, my children, um, didn't know how to love them, but through the grace of God, people telling me the things that I never wanted to hear, really conditioning myself into a group and a community that will hold me to a standard higher than I've ever held myself to, that's created the in front of you today. Um, I've been in the automotive industry 20, this will be 27 years. I stayed away from home so I could get high and do work, act like I was providing a check, but it was really to provide me a drug to numb all the feeling. I was beat as a child. My dad, still today, he, he has his issues, but you'll have to deal with that with his creator. Not. But it's a choice I make daily. It's a choice I make sometimes every hour to plant myself in what I'm involved in. I'm on the for-profit side, really, really uh, grounded in what Vision Wears is. Um, but I have a community, I have a support group by far exceeding anything I've ever been able to do by myself. So I get the opportunity of serving with these guys, not on forums, but I serve with them. I'm in the trenches. I hurt more than they do sometimes. That's my heart. I'm a, I'm very, very emotional. Um, Kirk doesn't like that as much for me because I'll, he tells me they'll pull you down and they'll take you down. The ones that have left us and chose to do the drugs that don't, those are the ones that I 
I get it really attached to and it hurts. But um, all I can do is love them from a distance because I restored my marriage to my wife. I've got all four of my children back. I'm living in a beautiful house here in Roswell. It was gifted to me from Mr. Driscoll. It's part of what I do to serve. and my, That's what I do. I have, I have a few things I have to do. I have to stay in line here. I have to take care of my wife and children, be the man I am in the, serv- in the service part of what we do at Vision. Stay clean. And occasionally, what do we do? Occasionally, everyone's a car, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we're, top ten, we're top 10% nationally out of 14 so, plus so thousand stores. So with that said, those of y'all here in the area, I'm putting a plug in for Sidafra. It is a little farther <laughs> north for you guys, but we would love the opportunity just to show you what's up there. It's not just about cars. Your car is an object in my relationship with me. I care more about what your needs are. The car comes second. If you if you just want to come out and have a cup of coffee, if you want to come out and just a bit about my guys that I got working from the shop, one of them sitting here with me, Jonathan, at the shop. We got a couple others, but uh, feel free to please stop by and just we'd love to. So to kind of circle around there, James was at No Longer Bound, which y'all probably heard of. We do we do a lot. Um, no Longer Bound's inpatient, ten to twelve months there while you're there. And then what we do is we do the after part of it. And James was there and uh, had had been there and went through it. Was on staff. And um, we hired him away to, to run the front face of the <coughs> service. Uh, Alvarez Service Center is uh, the so affiliation with Vision Warriors. Is that I love working guys through that we can come through and help with transition. It's also it's a great partner for us to have to receive all the car donations of ministry to evaluate them to see if it's something that is repairable. Um, and we're ha- we're able to to help repair that car at a lot less of a cost burden. We provide as much financial benefit back to the ministry as possible. Separate entity, but closely affiliated. Um, it's a full service repair facility, custom shop, um, and it helps with pickup and things and not that full. So um, Caleb probably didn't, um, it may or may not be uh, uh, up for a whole lot, and I, and I don't want to put him on the spot, but what I do want to share about Caleb, though, is same pastor referred Jonathan to us, re- referred Caleb, and um not this past Sunday, the Sunday before afternoon, my uh, um, my son and I went and picked Caleb up uh, up in Calhoun and took him over to the farm for a couple of days because he wasn't going to be able to pass a test that day to get in. And we had stuff we needed to do at the farm. And a little bit of sweat and water goes a long way to help him clean up. And uh, it may have been a little bit more than a little. He put four days in over there. I left on Monday evening, um, and Aaron... And uh, Kim, that you hear from just one second, stayed two more days and and, um, and probably pushed him around pretty pretty good. Um, came back in Wednesday night, eight o'clock. He got back to our main campus and passed the urine test, free and free and clear. Um, but at any point in time, like when I left Monday, I don't know if he if he remembers what I said. But when my son and I were leaving Monday, I was going right back to pass Calhoun I and mean, drop you back off. You just let me know where where you want me to drop you back off. I'll be ha- I'll be happy to. Um, I'm not trying to be unsympathetic. Just if you don't want to stay, it's all right. You don't want this, it's all right. I'm going right back past. I just where do you want me to drop? Where do you want me to drop you off? And it probably hadn't been the easiest thing for him because it's tough love, right? We're not. James hadn't been easy on him the last couple of days. Probably not going to be too easy on him today. But it's a it's a pruning and purpose to help him make in his mind. Yeah, this is the, this is what it is because of any trials or tribulations he's found in the last 10, 12, 14 days, man. That's nothing compared to what the life's going to throw at you in recovery, right? What's ahead, what's ahead of him is going to be far more challenging. We'll have far more to lose once you do restore those relationships with family members. Once you do get that job, once you now have a house, once you now have all these other things and kids and everybody back dependent upon you, man, the consequences of those choices are far greater at that point in time. So what may seem like huge, unsurmountable battles that he's got to overcome right now, man, a year from now, two years from now, four years from now, 23 years from now, man, they're... They're nothing compared to what you're heading to. And we're there. So what's it been like for you? 
last two weeks? Ten days. How many days is it? Twelve days. I'm not much of a speaker. And it may sound like the STL, what Kirk has told you, what he tells you, but everything, it's almost unbelievable. It's none that I've ever, ever experienced in my whole life. Awesome. It's good to see you this morning. Oh, Kim! Well, I see, it's uh, been a, a real good experience for me. Uh, I'd like to start out by first thanking <coughs> my Lord Jesus Christ to save my soul. Back. And pray for compassion and pastor buddy my might not take to regret it, but I've Rest assured that I, as soon as I get to see him, I'll tell him I'm wrong because the Lord gave me compassion, but he showed me compassion uh, through vision. Uh, all I had to do is have a desire to stop. And uh, I don't know about any of y'all, but I'd like to go to heaven. I don't want to die to get there. I'm not sure that one that's been at it, you know, and uh, drinking and all that stuff. With all that being said, I just, uh, uh, vision words that not only give me a bed and a roof over my head or just food or whatever to help me get in, they, uh, I got a good group of guys that no matter how I feel, they, you know, like there's, there's somebody there that will say, hey, look, I've been through it, or, you know, a hug, or just sit and listen to them. Plug me into a good network of, you know, go to the meeting, uh, not flooding me with uh, and pushing everything on me. Uh, these meetings that I go to, it's piece by piece, you know, it's got a, a great group of people to be there. I was up uh, almost a month, I was up 20 days, 10 days, and went to sleep, and for about three or four days, and I remember listening to some preaching and things with full intentions, I'm not, you know, not ever using again. Well, Thursday night, rolled around, I was up another couple of days. Uh, long story short, uh, ended up going to the hospital on Saturday morning, wanting, uh, wanting, wanting it out of my system, you know, didn't want no more of it. I believe the prayers that I had, <coughs> I prayed that week while I was up and down and sleeping, whatever, uh, putting in right. I went to Vision Warriors on a, I met, I met, uh, Text on Sunday, and uh, just seeing him come up that hill, he's always grinning. <laughs> he's always grinning, and he changed. It, it made me want what he had, you know. Let his No matter how long it's, I know I'm gonna leave something out, but I just thank you that you do and give me the opportunity to uh, do what I'm called to do. Uh, <clears throat> trying to give all the glory to God every time you do. And I was on something your dad too, that piece of paper that I wrote all that down on. Man, I'll never forget because God showed me something. When you said it's spiritual, I used to do this very thing. I'd write write it down before I opened church for my buddy, and I'd wire it up. And it was like, Lord, when you said that, Lord showed me, said, hey, self aside, let's throw that in the trash. But I love each and every one of y'all. I'm there. Well, I don't know if you remember me saying this. And I'm not there to take me. I'm there to bear an outcome. What you doing, brother? That's good stuff. Dave, you want to follow that with anything? <laughs> Amen. And uh, it has had an impact on my life beyond what I can. Uh, I lost everything to alcohol and drugs. I didn't lose, I put it on the bar. And, uh, everything, and, it, and if you're an alcoholic or an addict, it's progressive. Uh, eventually, it caught up with the crash. And, uh, and I lost everything, and I had no hope. And uh, so I was institutionalized and uh, coming out of the institution, I was lost. I didn't know where to go. And I remember a long time ago, well, 
I remember previously having met other Vision Warriors out there. So I'm proud to say I'm a Vision Warrior, and I let people know. And uh, and I followed up, and I remember making that phone call and asking if I could come join the tribe. They would accept me. Of course, they had some condition, and uh, how it's, it had an impact on me. I, I'm not used to getting something for nothing. There's always a catch. To it. There's always something. Uh, and, and, and it's a hard thing for me to understand that I can get something for nothing, these guys, that they're willing to help me with those strings attached. Uh, it's a hard concept for me because I'm used to always wheeling and dealing. And uh, so as I'm finding out, uh, I never really developed tools in my life to deal with life and life's terms and adversity. And because uh, every time something would happen, come my way adversity that might take me minutes, hours, weeks to work through, I would just get drunk or high and my problem would be solved. Well, I don't have that option anymore. So how do I deal with life in life's terms? And that's where these guys come in. This is my tribe come. Because I can come in there and tell them, listen, fellas, we all talk about using <laughs> very you know, and we all have our we share what we call our experience. I hope that my like myself I'm the older and I might not know what to do. <laughs> this would not work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and some of the things that I, I noticed about because uh, I've been to other treatments, what makes this programming I know Kirk is very busy, and he's got a lot of iron, but yet he'll come every Tuesday night and he'll have a uh, Bible with the group. And in the past, I was never really interested in that, but I am now, and uh, he has some really thought-provoking questions, stuff that really gets me to think depth. So he really pulls things out of us that we wouldn't normally address. And what's really cool about it is like after the, uh, after the, Bible, the uh, Bible study is over, he'll stick around and talk with us. Instead, I know he's busy, I know it's late at night, he's got things to do, but yet he'll hang out. And it's not like he's always looking at his watch either. Uh, he'll spend plenty of time to, uh, to talk with us and help us and answer any questions and also get his, his advice, experience. And, and I, I admire Vision Warrior saved my bacon. Again, I'm proud to say I am a warrior. And, uh, and we all, now we're all going together in groups now, because I think, uh, so we're all going to all these 12-step meetings and we'll all pile into a car and we'll go to these groups and we'll take up a table at the group. And I think we're all proud to see and let them know what we're about. And again, give them our Because to a person that's in a program who's lost, to get that hope to lay out, you know how to live like this, that there is a solution. Instead of always, because I know like for myself, people always yelling and screaming and carrying on, but just be told to lay out. You don't have to, that had the end. I want to die that suffering. So thanks for letting me share. No, amen, brother. Thank you. So I know we're out of time and uh, I probably ran over and I, I apologize, but I wanted you to hear just from what is happening rather than, I just want to give what has been given to me. It's, 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 there is no strings attached. It's a gift that's been given to us uh, individually. It's been given to me personally and to give it. I didn't bring anything to hand out. I didn't bring anything that I'm going to bombard you with anything because that's just not my style. Um, by enemies. Eric has got all my contact information. Um, we're easy to find online. Stopoverdoses.org. Stopoverdoses. Uh, or vision.org. Or you can get a hold of us. We need a couple ways you can get involved. I'll turn over one is we, we need mentors for our guys. You're welcome any Tuesday night at a Bible study. Uh, we start at 7 o'clock. All the guys start showing up around there around 435 when they get off work. Come hang out. Do whatever you want to do there. And then we're 7 to 8. We're done at 8 o'clock. Uh, Bible study on Tuesday nights. So there's plenty of opportunities to get in, serve in the community. Uh, we got a, a to-do list a mile long at all the properties that we're trying to help get some volunteers rounded up. Um, if you know anybody that's in the market that we're not currently employing, 
uh, or that's not currently employed any of our guys that would like to talk about what employment looks like and how we work with that, we would love to talk with you about getting some of our guys in and what that accountability that, that we're asking from the employer to remove them from our location because of bad reasons, you got to remove them from your employment as well. Um, and so we uh, we'll talk with you a little bit about that. And then uh, one thing, financial support, is obviously there, there's a need there. Um, but before we get to that point, I'd want to develop a relationship, show you who we are at a deeper level so you see and experience <coughs> life change. I appreciate the opportunity. So thank you. Thank you, Curtis. So I know we're right up at 8 o'clock, and we'll share those and just take a few minutes to chat amongst us. Eric, one more quick word I forgot to mention, and it's really a big deal. I don't know if you're familiar with the Rotary Organization, but... Kirk has been amazing in our club, as I'm sure you can tell from his talk. He's past president, as was his dad. When he was president, he won the Sheffield League, which recognizes the top president. And he is going to be the first district governor from our club. We've been in this 35 years. That will oversee 69 clubs. Is about a third of the Georgia organization. 2021? 2020 through July of... 20, yeah, July 20 through July, June 21. So we plan well ahead, but it's quite an honor for both our club and especially for uh, for Kirk to have that uh, that upcoming responsibility. And that really is almost a full-time job. But uh, knowing Kirk, he'll work it in and do everything else. Thank you. In this, this fellowship, I um, was fortunate to be sitting at the table here, and the number one prayer concern was for the – the men who have, um, oh, sorry, something just made a funny noise. Um, you heard about the last two weeks for the, the men, and what's the term I'm supposed to use? I'm sorry, I just lost a word. Relapsed. Relapsed was the prayer concern from this table. Um, as I get older, I, I drop words, worse and worse. Relapse. You know, we all relapse in some parts of our lives in some way, shape, or form. But when these men talk about it, it, it takes on a whole nother dimension. And I give thanks for the fact that I got the fellowship with them this morning. The next time you get an oil change or you need admissions done, one of their businesses is right up by Midway United Methodist Church. It's a little far out of your way. But if you went up there and you got an admissions done or an oil change, you would get to see this ministry in action in a way that would be worth that 20-minute drive. And then you can go to Midway Meal House and you can have a nice lunch that would be very similar to your breakfast. So that's the prayer concern and the celebration. These men were so celebratory that they got connected to this ministry at a time in their lives where it made all the difference in the world. And so that's the prayer concern and the, and the, and the celebration from this table. Who would, who would like to share next from one of your tables? All right, I'm just going to pick table stand. Uh, we have two celebrations during Justice District 79. Woo! Uh, Mr. Bush here has been married for five years to Kathy, who's a member of the choir, and we're just glad to have you in the family. Amen. Steve? Sure. Um, Jeremy's stepdad just went and had surgery, and they, there were some complications there, so it's kind of a problem. But Brian's a hospice crystal, mm. so it's never a good sign. Mm. Thank you for sharing. Well, I want to thank I want to thank Steve and, and Bob for the food this morning. Always good, and I was yeah. yeah. Thank Bobby. Thank you. All right, so Tommy, you your table leader. You spoke up. No, who spoke up? 
They have roughly 50 people right now who are actively sleeping in beds that are run by vision warriors. The slide that Kurt showed briefly, there was a 21 million number on it. Yeah. 21 million people 12 years and older currently in the United States off of uh, SAMHSA report that are in need or in substance abuse treatment currently. 21 million people just in the United States. It's amazing. And you're right, it's a wonderful impact. One at a time, 50 at a time, it makes a difference. It does. How about this back table? We Jim? We have a chance to talk to two other people at the table, but both of us have had very close uh, family members involved in a situation that involved addiction. So uh, we're very timely. Uh, I think if we're all honest about ourselves, uh, there is a member in your And I'm grateful that we could have this common experience to open those conversations, um, continue those conversations. That's why we're here together. Um, we men need to get together to talk about more than just women problems. But um, it's uh, once again very timely to be here this morning. How about the back table here on the left? We had some uh, great, great answer to prayer with the family member with a tumor. Some friends with some fa some health issues, um, and of course tonight is the Braves playoff game. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. And last table here. Go ahead. We actually did not get to prayer concern. But um, Matt's wife is going to have a baby in about a month. Woo! <laughs> about a month. Prayers, prayers for her. Prayers for him, too. I, I, can, I can just pick the gray hairs out of his head. And then um, in my family, we've actually had a loved one step forward recently to say that he is an alcoholic. So prayers for him. Well, I am so happy that today's message was relevant and was meaningful. Um, I'll pray us out of here this morning. We'll all bow. Dear Lord, thank you for the constant light in all the dark places, for bringing men together to be transparent with each other so that your light somehow passes through us onto the path that you put in front of us, that we might be attuned to those who are on a, a different journey than we are, that their journeys cross with us, and that, that is a, a part of your bigger plan. Help us uh, be mindful of those we come in contact with today and this week and feel open to sharing with them what we felt this morning and bring us back together soon. We thank you for your protection and for your son's love and the love that that gives us to share with others. In thy name, amen. amen.